Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Standards for a great life. There are certain events that are special, and part of that special nature is that the persons involved observe certain standards. I believe these standards help to lift the significance of the event, to elevate it above something that is ordinary and mundane, and establish it as very important. In fact, I believe these standards help to determine who will be there. Take, for example, being invited to a formal dinner or a black tie affair. It is an opportunity to dress up above being casual in jeans and t-shirt and sneakers, although I doubt if they would prevent you from entering if you come dressed like that. That is when the ladies would likely go out of their way to be fashionable. It is amazing how many if not most of us, make the effort to honor these standards. God has standards, and he requires his people to observe them. I believe that these standards have purpose or meaning. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. 1 Peter 1 verses 14 to 16. Don't miss the undertone as obedient children. Most, if not all, parents require and prefer if their children are obedient. Of course, there are consequences for disobedience, but let us focus on what they want. Be an obedient child and all will go well. You and your parents will get along well. In this text, God is not instructing you about obedience. God is stating what is understood, that his children be obedient. But then here comes the biggie. You are about to be schooled in the ultimate time-honored non-negotiable standard that God holds up for his obedient children, for everyone who claims to be a Christian. Rules usually come with two features, one you must not do and what you should do. God speaks to his obedient children by using this very model. The do not portion has a familiar context. It says that as a child of God, do not conform to the evil desires that you had when you lived in sin. Ding, ding. Don't even think about asking, what are you talking about, God? For God knows that you know what he is talking about. Just roll the tape of your former life before you became a Christian. Yes, do not forget what you were in your previous life. There is one definition, evil desires. Your former life had some evil desires, shameful, ugly things that you really don't want to be reminded of. Just stop for a moment and recall some of those things. In another section of the Bible, we hear the same thing from a different writer. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the world. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth and find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. 
Ephesians 5 verses 8 to 12. The language, my friend, is graphic. Darkness, fruitless deeds of darkness. And of course, that line that says, ooh, it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. Oh my goodness. If you find yourself doing some of those former behaviors, you are conforming to your former life. In other words, you are making a choice that says you miss those behaviors, those practices, and every now and then you give yourself permission to indulge in those things that you walked away from. But in a moment of madness, you return to one or two or more of the badness of your former life. One text says, do not conform to those practices and habits. And the other text says, you are no longer living in darkness, so do not practice darkness behavior. Move on and don't return to that life. Mind you, don't pretend as if you forget. You must not forget, but you must choose to not do them in your current status as a Christian. I think we know that part of God's standards. So, can we move on? The second part of God's standard is simple. Be holy as God is holy. If you're going to be holy, God's type of holiness is your only option. This is where it requires you to be dedicated to achieve the standard. I mean, for some people, an invitation of a, to a black tie affair requires them go shopping for something appropriate for the occasion, like the folks who parade on the red carpet events, for example. You want to make a statement that you understand what is required. You don't want to stick out like a sore thumb among the other guests. Well, here's a clue. Or maybe more than a clue. It is a clear message about being holy. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Romans 12 verse 1. To be holy is to be intentional. I'm going to do what God wants of me, and so I, I choose to present my body as a living sacrifice that God will accept. Why my body? Because many, if not all, the behaviors of your former life were conducted with your physical body, your mouth, your hands, your feet, and so on and so on. So if your former life required you to engage at the body level, then God says, take that body, that used to do those things and clean it up and present that body to him. The second one I feel is very useful to know and it comes from Psalm 24 verses 3 to 5. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God, their Savior. Don't miss that last statement. If you are holy as God requires you to be, if you are not conforming to behaviors of your previous life, then God honors that. 
you will receive blessing from the Lord and the message that God is well pleased with you. <laughs> Sounds like you and I have some work to do. Let us get down to making an effort to measure up to God's standards for us, his children.